everyone, welcome to my first podcast. You can download the Anchor app to listen to my podcast. It'll be coming soon. Just look up Vic Marie Podcast on the app or go to anchor.fm slash Victoria Martinez 4. Today I'll introduce a special guest that I'll be interviewing today. He is one of UNT Dallas's new DJs, currently a UNT Dallas student, and he is one of the lo- the youngest and most success- successful DJs in the DFW. I introduce to you the official DJ star. Hey, Victoria, what's up? How you been? Um, this is actually one of my first uh, and official podcasts that I've been doing here in Dallas. Um, how can I help you today? So I wanted to thank you for dedicating your time uh to be on my podcast so thank you so tell the audience a little bit about yourself all right well hey victoria as you already know my name is george uh a lot of people know me by dj star official um i go here at unt dallas and currently my major right now is business general business and um as of right now i'm the dj at many uh places that a lot of people know okay so how long have you been attending unt dallas I've been attending UNT Dallas for about a year and a half. It's about to be two. And how do you like it so far? Uh, it's all right. You know, I'm not really used to going to school every day. I'm more of a weekend type of guy, uh, long nights. So, yes, I mean, it's pretty cool. So, do you think your work affects with your school in a bad way or in a good way? Uh, not really, since I don't do nothing Monday to Friday. But I'll say I do sometimes feel like a little bit of tired. So you think it affect? Do you think that would affect your grades, or are you just doing fine in school? Your no, grades fine? No, I'm doing fine. Just sometimes it's more of the drama that goes on. What drama? N- nothing really. Just more personal questions. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So, um, how long have you been a DJ? I've been a DJ for about five years, and professionally done it for one year. And how old are you? I'm actually nineteen. So you started at fourteen. You're really young. Yeah, I get a lot. I get a lot of things about that with customers that hire me. Who helped you like start it all? Well, first it was my dad. Uh, he actually bought me my first two speakers, and it just went on from there. And I had a lot of DJs help me, teach me, and everything to learn about their ways. So, what kind of DJs are they? Like low low DJs or like new upcoming DJs? Um, some of them are the good ones that a lot of people don't actually know about. Uh, some of them are. Uh, they're really skilled, talented and skillful, and I appreciate everything they learn. And some of them are like legends and scratch masters that have been in a lot of TV shows and won a lot of prizes and money. What do they teach you? They teach you how to mix and stuff like that? They teach you the buttons to push? <laughs> yeah, basically the buttons, but more importantly, how to match the beat with the music to mix each song. Once. How, long, how long do you think that took you to learn? It took me about five years, and I'm still learning. Oh, really? What else are you trying to still learn? What are you trying to master at when it comes to DJing? Um, honestly, just improving my music. Um, I want to master scratching and mixing, but honestly, right now, my main focus is to ex- uh, expand my business. Oh, okay. So how would how would you say, how would you compare your, your setups compared to now and then? Well, actually... Um, not not to be a little braggy, but I have one of the one of the biggest setups here in Dallas. Not one of the biggest biggest, but more than other people. Um, my setup includes a lot of professional lights that you see at AT and T, uh, TVs, uh, 
professional speakers it's like every party that i do is like you're in a new concert and when you started out what did you have what kind of equipment i had two speakers and a light and a light yeah what kind of light a little laser really yeah and people were like were did they complain about that do you think nah not really because they're the people that that wanted to ball you out but i mean you always have to take risks to improve with something there are the people that were like hey uh, I know you charge like 800, 500, but can you do it for 200 or 100? Because you had that small equipment? Or what? Or is it because. Nah, because they wanted a party and they didn't want to pay for a DJ. Oh, But they still you. wanted one. Okay. So if you don't mind me asking, are you getting. Are you charging more than you used to? Yeah, right now it's way up there in the thousands, but I know when I started, I started working for like 100, 200 dollars a night. Oh, really? Yeah. What was the cheapest, the first ever price you ever charged for a hundred. party? Really, a hundred? Yeah, and it wasn't even a charge. They just gave me a hundred. So you would consider yourself being more responsible with your money now? Uh, Yeah, kind of. It just depends what I use it on. Basically, right now, all, all I'm doing is just getting money and using it for more equipment. And, well, I recently bought a truck, so now it's kind of less irresponsible. So, yeah. Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. But, so... When it comes to parties, how late would you stay? I'm assuming you'd stay there till, what, 3 a.m.? Yeah, um, a lot of people think it's easy just to go DJ and play music and thinking that it's mix not mixing, but uh, I, I remember I used to stay until, like, one time I got paid until 5 a.m. and I got home, like, at 6 a.m. And I was, like, 15. But that's just because when people drink more than they're supposed to, they don't even know what money is, and they're just, like, giving it away. So we have to be there to collect it. <laughs> oh, so you so you were just, you know, getting those drunk people and you were learning those drunk people in. Yeah. Using their money. Basically. Scammer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so you would say it's being it's hard being a DJ, huh? Yeah, it's a lot of stress. So uh, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the hardest, what would you give it? I'll give it like a on being hard a ten. What's your main source on getting clients? The main key that I have is social media. Um, my Instagram, my Facebook, my everything that I have helps me out. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but we live in a world that technology is taking over, and uh, we have to use that as an advantage. So I use it as an advantage. I use Instagram because uh, a lot of people want to be part of my team. A lot of people follow me, and like my life, basically what I go through, uh, they're interested in what I do. So whenever it comes to like the day that they have a party they're like oh i want to have the same experience so a lot of people go into my instagram just see me and they see the job that i do how fun it is uh, and just word by mouth uh, also a lot of times when i whenever i dj the same clients uh, the same people that are in the same party they see how uh, good and successful the biz the event turns out to be and they just ask for my number they ask for my information they look me up and just that's how I just keep getting busy and busy each year. Oh, okay. So how how many followers do you have on Instagram right now? Right now I'm, I'm about to hit the K. The K? Yeah, the K. How much is that? Ten thousand followers. Wow. I know about to, but I'm a hundred away. So I hope this podcast actually goes through and a lot of people <laughs> follow me. You know. <laughs> so you guys make sure to go follow DJ Star Official on Instagram, Facebook. To see more of his content because he has some of the videos on there you can watch and see what kind of parties he has what functions he he does you do more than just 15s right you don't do just like 
um, family parties. I know you do what um, concerts, not concerts, but clubs, shows. Yeah, actually, uh, well, first uh, between in between my DJ career, I started doing clubs because I wanted to be that cool DJ, the DJ at clubs. But a lot of people don't know this, but the pay is trash. Like it's not expensive. Yeah. Even like, though there's like so many people that go to that one club, that club's really. Yep. A really uh, good place. I used to DJ at a lot of uh, English places too, like Medusa, hookah lounges, and also DJ at Mexican ones like O One or the the Kalua one. And the only pay it's like two hundred for the whole night, and that's really stressful because you're used to doing fifteen, that's like a thousand three hundred. And then you go to a club and it's 200 a night. So, yeah, it's really trashy. It's a cool experience. You get a lot of people. A lot of people get to know you. But, yeah, the pay is not that good. You know what's funny is how how clubs expect the DJ to put on good music. But y- y'all don't get the credit, right? Yeah, like, whenever you walk into the club, whenever you walk into a party, the main controller, the main master of the party is the DJ. Uh yeah, I can't be bashing those people. I used to have problems with a lot of school proms because they waste They have like a ten, eight thousand budget that they have, and six thousand. I mean, like a thousand dollars, three thousand, all go to decorations when they only give the DJ like five hundred. When that's the main thing that people walk into the barroom. Yeah, decorations are nice, but whenever you walk into the party, you're like, oh, who's a DJ or Yo, is he yeah, lit? Yeah, because they want they want those people to be lit, right? Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a bad review or a bad comment? Can you share a few? Um, no, not honestly, not not really. Uh, the only only bad thing that maybe happened was pe- people at the end of the party. It actually happened like last week, I believe. So they got so drunk that they wanted me to stay, and I just couldn't because uh, they didn't want to pay for more. So they started getting mad because I didn't want to stay that extra hour. That they didn't even want to pay and my contract ended at that one specific certain hour oh okay i understand so um have you ever had those mean clients that were really strict about the music the, the music that you want that they wanted you to play <laughs> yeah they do um usually it's the people that are mixed with something for example mexican hispanic mixed with the white person um, basically, you play too much Mexicans, somebody comes and say, hey, turn it to English. You start to play in English, hey, they come, hey, play Mexican, you know? So that, I think that's mm-hmm. one of the hardest parties to do. And every time I get them, I'm not mad about it, but I'm just like, oh, it's going to be a, a rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I actually been to a party where there was many people that were, um, they were complaining that they wanted, they wanted lit music. And then other people were like, no, put on cumbias, put on bachata and all that other stuff. So how would you, how would you handle it though? Like, what do you tell them? Oh, you need to wait your turn. You just need to wait for a while. What do you tell them? Um. So basically, the main key is knowing how to talk. Um. You can get through a lot of stuff, a lot of problems if you just know how to calm down, handle the situation, just talk to the client and tell them tell them to be straight up about it. I mean, they did pay you, so you can't be rude about them. Once you get paid, you just have to keep being humble and. Tell them the straight facts and calming, calming them down, looking for solutions, mm-hmm. like finding a need and how to please them. You never gotten into anything physical with the client, have you? Nah, not really. Not really? Yeah. Um, yeah, not really. Uh, basically, one time, but it's just during the clubs. But, you know, there's always security there, so it doesn't really matter about that. Oh, so 
considering that you're young, have you ever like gotten in trouble for trying to get into a club and you're like, oh no, I'm the DJ, but they never believe you? Um, yeah, whenever I go like into the front when they, they don't have a back door or my friend doesn't answer to open the back door, um, I actually go to the front and they ask me for my ID. And they're really straight. They're like, no, you can't. You can't go in there. But <laughs> the main key is like, just tell them you're the DJ, bro. I believe like every anybody can go to a club, tell them you're the DJ, and they're gonna walk you in. <laughs> really? So if I tell them, oh, I'm a DJ, they're gonna let me in? Yeah, just go take your headphones, wear all black, and that's it. <laughs> so when you're out DJing, um, who helps you set up and take down your equipment? I'm always, I'm always looking for new people. I'm always looking for a new staff because. Sometimes they get tired. Sometimes they're still in school. I usually hire the young people since they want to work. They want to come with me. Uh, they have the most energy to be uh, partying. So basically, um, well, right now at the moment, I only have one permanent employee. That's kind of my brother. He's kind of your brother? I mean, How yeah. do you say he's kind of your He's actually brother? my brother, my bad. Um, <laughs> he actually follows me everywhere. Um, I'm teaching him how to DJ. I'm teaching him how to do his own stuff to help mm-hmm. him. Like my dad helped me too. How many has he helped you with? A lot right now, since the beginning, yeah. Honestly, we've done like we've done more than 300 events. Just imagine every Saturday party for the rest of like for five years. Every Saturday is a party. Wow, he's probably gotten used to it, huh? Yeah, sometimes I'll be listening to what kind of music he'd be playing. He'd be playing opera because he's tired of the Mexican and the lit music. Oh, (laughs) so like, uh, during during DJing, oh, or besides DJing, I'm sorry. Is there other jobs or a hustle on the side that you have? Mm, yeah. Um, right now, well, I wasn't working anywhere. I, I used to work at Guitar Center. I mean, uh, it's called Famous Data. It's the same thing. But uh, right now, I'm also working at T-Mobile. I just, for something to do what, during the week because I was I, did, I was getting fat, uh, not working the Monday through Friday and then just Wait, Saturday. wait, wait. You were getting fat? Yeah. Are you, like, you were just sitting at home doing nothing? Yep. Why? Like, do you not get bored? Exactly, that's why <laughs> I applied to T-Mobile. Like, man, all my friends were working. I thought it was going to be fun, like, before. Like, we were young, but everybody works now, and yeah. Yeah, I understand that. We're getting old. We're, we're going, you know, we're getting older, getting... We have to get jobs, <laughs> make money. So, you're telling me you go to school, mm-hmm. you have a DJing job on the weekends. Mm-hmm. What, Fridays and Saturdays? Mm-hmm. And Sometimes then, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's when it really that, hurts. Oh, is that that's what affects you the most, huh? Yeah, most money, but the most tired. Oh, I get you. So, okay. So, what I'm trying to ask is, you're going to school, you're getting, you're going to work at T-Mobile, and then you're DJing on the side. Yep. It's a big hustle. It is a big hustle. So, it, how much how much sleep do you get at night? Sleep? Yes, sleep. I mean, that's a lot of things to do. That's a lot of responsibility to take care of. Yeah, um, that's why you have to be smart now. You take your time, learn how not how to stress, learn how to not make other people mad. Just relax and just live life. Wow. Okay, that's some good advice. So, would you consider yourself a good entrepreneur or starting out to be a young entrepreneur? Um. Well, in my opinion. I don't know because, you know, you're, I'm with myself every day, so I don't know the progress I've made. But I always get complaints about other people, other friends, other family members. They're always like, wow, you started so young, uh, and now you're all big. You're on the radios, you're on TV, you're on 
lot of little lot of uh, clubs a lot of different uh, famous places mm-hmm. and so yeah sometimes you just have to appreciate that and honestly i'm not even like halfway or almost done of like what i'm doing right now it's just beginning of a whole brand new business Okay, so you think you think when you get older, your your DJing business will grow even more than what it is now? Mm, honestly, well, the, something about DJs that their business, there's a point that you get tired, so you have to look for something else. And mm-hmm. I already know that, so I'm not gonna wait for that point to be tired and be like, oh, I'm done doing this. I actually want to be prepared. So when I finish DJing, I want to be like, oh, I already have something else to be doing and mm-hmm. making money and not just stopping and lose everything that you did. So. So besides DJing being your only business, you're hoping to make a new one where you're actually very proud of that you actually enjoy for your career? Yeah, basically. Okay. So for those who are becoming DJs or trying to start a business or for those who are just having trouble raising their business, what advice would you have for them? Um, my main advice is being humble, getting uh, your social media, letting people know what you are, what you do. Uh, or what are you trying to do as well? Um, you just have to be really confident about yourself and not being scared to take risks because if you're, if you're like just sitting down, oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and never actually do it, you're gonna be in the same spot. You just have to go ahead and do it. And if you struggle, well, face it and find a solution. All right, well, thank you, Mr. DJ Star, for your advice. We're going to wrap it up today for today's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to my anchor page to listen to my podcast. And most importantly, follow DJ Star Official on Instagram. Book him for your parties or upcoming events. And thank you for listening to Victoria.